I haven't seen you since the plague. I bloody love it. I love the Witcher. I love the way he swing his big sword. Um, I will give the show a lot of props uh, for not doing exactly what I just did. <laughs> that it's not it's not some horrible <laughs> pastiche of like British peasantry. It feels distinct for not just being medieval England with monsters in it. Does that make sense? Like what I'm what I'm yes. laying out there. Um, yeah. Because that would be it's the medieval accepted England, but default. Feel like, but doesn't feel like it's Albion. Yes. Um, <laughs> and and I think this show, it's something that I've noticed a lot, especially on this rewatch, is that, and maybe I'm like grading on a very significant curve here, but for a fucking European fantasy show, this show's diverse as hell. Like this, It's like, really cool. Compared to the fucking Lord of the Rings, which I love, obviously, <laughs> but, like, lily white. <laughs> like, no one is even tan in those fucking movies, unless they are orcs. Whereas, like, Yennefer is played by a half-Indian woman, which would not be the um, presumed casting for that character. Um, mm. No, normally the only black character in these stories is the noble captain of the guard. Uh, which we did have in the first episode, but it didn't stand out as much because you had Istrid right there, and you mm -hmm. had uh, a, a, Triss is a woman of color in this show, mm -hmm. Frigilla Vigo is a woman of color in this show, um, yeah. compared to other fucking, compared to fucking Game of Thrones. <laughs> like, this is diverse as hell, and that is yeah. that is something that I've appreciated a lot this second time around. It's a cool it's 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 exciting to see something where like I don't know it feel it feels like it's its own world like it doesn't feel like a heavy-handed like metaphor for something that you could just address head on it feels like they talk yes. about separate issues you know what I mean it doesn't feel like they're like it's fantasy we must make slavery metaphors it's like no the it's elves like, don't... are <laughs> you know this race metaphor don't don't do that you know <laughs> it's it's like you you've got fantasy let's live in the fantasy and like right. it, it's it's really neat I, I i'm i'm enjoying myself so much i'm really excited because now we have like only two episodes left and i'm just <sighs> itching i'm like i want to know but i don't want to get too far ahead because i want it to be kind of fresh when we come in uh, absolutely next Tuesday. Uh, i'll tell you i don't remember a lot from the seventh episode in particular uh but the eighth episode is a is a real humdinger of a of a season yeah, finale a real it's, banger 
Oh, yeah, it's I'm a real so bad. excited. Just because, like, the way that – I mean, first of all, like, I found myself while I was watching uh, episode five and six – was it five and six? Yeah. Yeah, five and six today uh, of me going, like, okay – because the timeline is just coming together more and more and more and more and more. And so I'm going, oh, okay, I think I know where we are now. Oh, okay, that's where we are now. And now I'm like, oh, okay. Okay. Where I thought so we I, were I, is not where so we like, are. Timelines have like lined up and one of them is still floating. And I'm like, okay, how are we going to get from the, here to there? And how Indeed. is – I'm excited to figure out like how Yennefer is going to come back into the picture as we finally meet up with Siri. So Yeah, it, it – it, it, as you might imagine, it slots oh, into place the by the end of this season. Mm. Um, where the by the end of like thirty seconds of this show's first season is just it rules. Oh, I've been I've been fucking hungry so for more good. for a full year now. I've been like I've just been waiting for them to like suddenly pay off on 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 what we have set up at the end of this he, season. Now that I like all of our heroes happen. are at the same time. <laughs> I feel an itching for I you, y'all don't need to say anything because this might because you know I don't want it to no, be spoiled no. but like very clearly there's like an itching especially it's like okay like Yennefer wants a baby a baby one of those <laughs> Yennefer wants one of those look at that little monster. oh hello squish oh my goodness hello bean <gasps> like you're like hello hello. You the baby is skyping. You don't know anything. It's a stream. You, know you don't understand. <laughs> yeah, he's real dumb. He's you dumb. Oh my god, he's the size of your hand. That he's is so crazy. Wiggle. Babies are so small. You ever think I'm about how small not, babies I'm are? I'm also very large. <laughs> That's true, but still. But, yeah. One of my favorite things to say whenever I see like a, like an infant or something like that, and I'm like caught off guard, I'm always like, oh. I didn't know they came in that size. Like, just, whoa. <laughs> I was ever that small? <laughs> I, I used to be that small. No, but I, what I'm see- speaking of babies, what I'm seeing is, you know, Yennefer's like, I want a child, or I want the ability to have the choice to have a child. But it translates more so into, like, I want a child. And Geralt's like, oh, I can't have a child either, but I'm stuck with one that I don't want. And she's like, the excuse me? The fuck did you say? <laughs> yeah, right. So now I'm thinking, okay, well, it. I mean, there's this odd like chosen somehow like pseudo nuclear family setup that they've implied i love that it's this trash Jennifer family i love I'm this like, trash family <laughs> I'm like i'm like okay so like when Geralt finally comes into connection with siri yennefer has to be there and it has to be like it's like yennefer's like daughter now i don't know i'm i'm just i'm so i mean that curious. is like obviously what they're setting up for like i don't feel like i'm spoiling anything like that is obviously where we're going like how they're gonna play off that dynamic i'm just like i have no idea no it's very games do this differently well the games are also like 20 years after this show you know what i mean so like there's but like when when siri comes into play in the third game yes Uh yes she's much older but don't they make Hints that like series actually like Yennefer and Geralt's son, but Yennefer did magic to make him forget that he had a kid, mm, or something no. fucked up like that. Um, Wait, so is Siri a boy in the games, or is no? Siri's a girl. Siri's a girl. Caleb yeah. is making things a little uh, too what confusing. Um, it's all good. In, the you? video game franchise starts with Geralt losing his memory of all the books. <laughs> Um, so yeah, no, it, so it, Siri, but that no, was, was not something Yennefer did. But again, we're overcomplicating this. 
Wait, what did I, I gender swap and how did I do it? Because I, don't I have Siri. no you idea said, you how said you did Siri, it. You refer to Siri as Geralt's son. Yeah. Oh. Man. <laughs> I was looking at my own son and I was proud. That was all that I could. Cat's my, Cradle uh, was playing in my head. I bath while I jumped on this call and I was like, that seems something like I wouldn't want to do on my own. She was like, yeah, it'll be fine. <laughs> and she put him in the water and he was like, bah, bah, bah. Nah, you're all good. We just talked about WandaVision. Uh, in the in the in the lead up to you to your call, um, but, oh no! I mean, uh, she's giving him a bath right now. That's why I'm going oh, inside because Hell he's yeah. quailing in the cold. Gonna have your uh, standard mm. podcast smoke, um, and it's um, mm. yeah. The <laughs> yes. um, uh, no, in the video games, Geralt has lost his memory of the books, but it's because of X Y Z, not something Yennefer specifically did. Um, it's 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 its own okay. uh, kettle of fish that is far far <laughs> too complicated for what we're doing here. Um, but uh, so can we? So we're you know this is advanced Witcher studies, a podcast where we talk about the Witcher, and we're actually doing it at the start of an episode this time. Um, can we <laughs> envoy in... record for the other thirty minute conversation that's been had already? Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> that is a separate file that I will upload on Thursday because I love those tasty download numbers. But um, <laughs> so. I, the most potent fertile ground here, I mean, is partially the Geralt and Yennefer relationship, which I think is fascinating, but... Which is also not mm -hmm. fertile ground. Yeah. <laughs> very <laughs> sterile ground. Um, yeah, very good. Um, neither of them... them the uh, are... <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, neither of them can uh, bear a child. Um, their seed may find no purchase, but... Um, <laughs> So the that's from raising Arizona. Um, the the <laughs> Jennifer wants a baby plotline. I have a particular read on, and it's very similar to my read of the very controversial scene from Avengers: Age of Ultron, uh, the scene that sparked a thousand think pieces. Wait, which um, scene? The scene where Black Widow says, "Like I." I had a part of my body ripped out and I feel like a monster and everyone, not everyone, <laughs> but a lot of people turn that into like Joss Whedon is specifically saying that women who cannot bear children are not people. My reading of that scene is not that she's upset. She cannot bear a biological child. She's upset that like there was a part of her life where she had her uterus ripped out to become a better killing machine. Like, right, that's right. my reading of that scene, is that, yeah, like, right. I, it'd be the same as if, like, I had my kidneys removed to be a killing machine. They that just doesn't mean that the... Josh Whedon doesn't suck. I mean, he sucks. <laughs> like, I do not want <laughs> anyone I, I to get the wrong that read that I'm a yeah, Joss Whedon apologist. But... And I never, I remember hearing that, and I never once was like, oh, man, Black Widow thinks because she can't be a mom, she's a bad person. I was I like, mean, no, I think... she's, she's pulling on, like, literally generations of like Russian right. counterintelligence. There's a yeah. really great line from Blacklist, which is a show I'm begrudgingly watching now because it will not wrap up its <laughs> plot lines. And um, there's a really great line though, where Katarina Rostova, who's this Russian agent says that Americans made spies to hide next to their enemies and Russians made spies to lay down with their enemies talking about how Russians used women as, like, tools of espionage in really shitty ways. And I was like, damn, that's dark. 
but like that's the history that Black Widow's character pulls on. So when she said yes. that, like, yeah, she was turned into a monster, I figured it was uh, what you were saying, Kev, like a reference to like, yeah, they took away my ability to like not be a killing machine. And that's turned me into a fucking killer, right. which is a, a monster. Right. I mean, I think that it is also important that we do acknowledge that the idea that women who can't bear children are monsters is a toxic thing that some people have perpetuated for oh, time. Oh, 100%. 100%. No. I mean, it's been ingrained into even, like, and even into, like, transphobic narratives. Um, but, uh, you, so I think it's important for us to acknowledge that, like, yeah, that is something that probably could have been handled with a little bit more finesse. Um, yes. Maybe if there were more women on the creative team or overseeing or even just involved in the writing of it, it could have been down to like writing the line just a little bit different i oh, mean yeah okay. i really i do easy. you know what you do <laughs> you know what you do you have hulk say i don't want to get in the relationship because i don't want to have kids because he's hulk and he's afraid of himself and she'd be like that's fine because that's what adults do <laughs> sure. adults well, have those conversations yeah, well, we also we also established from... in the hulk movie that we sort of ignore that like he can't <laughs> Yeah, because we, like, we do excited, and don't ignore. Out. Yeah, he can't fuck, which I think they've tossed out that he can't fuck. I think that's. Yeah. I think he fucks. Also, also, <laughs> also to be perfectly clear, seen? he doused himself with radiation, which isn't exactly a fertility god's recipe. <laughs> right, exactly. He's a so nuclear like, boy. Uh, but yeah, anyway, that's green. <laughs> he's a glowing green baby killer. Like that yeah. is his whole. Um, but that is, I mean, that, you know, and I, I get where the criticisms of both the Avengers plotline and the Witcher plotline are coming from. Like, I don't, I don't think they're without base and they're based on a long cultural history of this. Um, like I, I, so uh, I, I watched this show with my partner as I watch many shows and the first time we watched it, she had a very negative reaction to it. And then the second time I think she's sort of now on my plane where it's like, okay, I, I, I have more of Kevin's reading on this, but it is definitely a trope throughout media is that if a character says, I don't want a kid, they will then come to regret that, especially a woman like new girl had a whole episode where CC's like, I don't want kids. I don't want kids. I don't want kids. And then she learns that she can't have them. And suddenly is like crying that she can't have a kid you know and i, I it's not it's not not a trip it is an interesting they do an interesting commentary on on the idea of having a child more so as a choice that really stuck with me um the witcher specifically it uh yennefer because yeah, they're okay. talking about it and she's like i can't have kids and he says you don't strike me as the kind of person that wants to have kids and she says in pretty explicit terms it's not that she wants kids it's she wants the choice she wants to be able to make that choice for herself and, and she wants someone that, to see her as their whole world right she wants to be yeah, wanted outside of that right because she gets the closure mm -hmm. on that when when Geralt says you're important to me and you see that kind of closure she gets when she smiles and when she turns and he's still in bed with her that's clear yes. right but she's very explicit in saying that it's not that she wants kids. It's that she wants control over her own decisions. And that, to me, is what sticks out about her. It's not that she wants kids. It's she wants to say, 
I'm not going to have kids because I choose not to have kids. It's about power and control for her, which is very true to character, but I think is a really important perspective that's very clearly informed by the creative team. It's like you can tell that people who have uteruses are involved in this dialogue because there's an understanding of the kind of decision making. It's like the the important thing it's the important thing is the choice. It's not do you have a kid, do you not have a kid? Both of them are valid and we get so caught up in like you know the propaganda of like women are supposed to have kids or like well you don't need to have kids and stuff like that. It's like it doesn't matter. The thing we are focusing on is the choice. And it's this really tiny line, but it really resonated with me and I was like, "Damn, that's cool." So that is a I cool have- can I have a moment to make? Okay, I'm gonna yes. ask for preemptive forgiveness because this might be a hot take. But mm. I remember watching this scene, watching this show, and hearing this particular line of dialogue, and kind of thinking that like Yennefer struck me as someone who was trying to eat her cake and have it too, because like, and I'm not saying that her transformation was her choice because it wasn't 100 percent her choice but like she got what she wanted and then realized what it wasn't what she wanted so like there's a strong undercurrent in this scene to me of somebody who like sold their soul to the devil and then went oh shit (laughs) i didn't actually want this i wanted this other thing and Mm -hmm. so like as as much as like i do see that like being a an expression of her wishing she had more control and i also see it as like kind of a she took control and did what she thought what she wanted to do. And now the time has passed. She's like, fuck. Maybe I think, I, I think, I mean, it's, it's a pretty clear theme that her having control and her wanting it all. Like they say it explicitly when she's trying to capture the gin in her body. She's, she's like, what she's like? What do you want? And she's like, what do you, and he says, what is it you want? And she goes, everything. Right. Yes. It's very clear that she just wants all of it, wants to have her cake needed too. But I think that also plays off of a central theme societally. Like the the commentary that I'm excited about from the show exists mostly through Yennefer, which is exciting. Um, but like the idea of uh, you know the question like you when like women are asked like how do you have it all like you know how do you yeah. do the work you know like that that whole how concept does she which is so it? fucking stupid right because it's not asked of men asked of anybody else yes. it's only asked of women um and i think that kind of they're playing with that theme i think what you're catching on to caleb is right especially because it's informed by the lens of Geralt, who's constantly being like you you're gonna hurt yourself like you can't you can't right. do this you know i, I think um, she is being a little contradictory and maybe a little like manipulative or or hesitate to use the word selfish and i also think that's like Okay, like she is a manipulative, selfish character. But I think also of all the characters in the show, she is the one that I like. I'm like, yeah, fucking do it. I do it. You fucking deserve it. You deserve to be selfish. (laughs) Absolutely. I'm like, fucking you go, girl. Let's fuck them up. Let's go. (laughs) Right. And all of these things can be true at the same time you know what i mean like all of these ideas and readings and themes can be can be true at the same time and just since this is such a major focal point of these two episodes i thought it would be good to like address it at at the top yeah i think that's what's exciting about the show is that they have complex characters and they exist in complex sometimes contradictory ways and it's like that's human we're talking about all these characters that are not humans but they're 
incredibly human. It's 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 so it's so it's so refreshing. Like perfectly honest, <laughs> it's so fucking refreshing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Caleb, if we interrupted you and you had more, uh, do feel no, free to No, that was continue. really it. No, that was really it. It just, it felt for a minute okay. like it was kind of a hot take because, like, when she said she wanted kids, I was kind of like, fuck you, what? <laughs> but then, like, realizing, realizing that it wasn't purely that, that desire, but a desire to have that power. Right. Um, mm-hmm. Right. But, but that didn't that didn't stop my knee jerk being like, fuck you. Right. <laughs> and I also think here. that like well, this is someone because as the stuff that she does to try to achieve that though is destructive not only to herself but to others. Like she's putting people in danger. She yeah. goes to fucking kill a dragon. Right. Like these are like she she's self-motivated, which is like her whole thing. She's like, I couldn't give a shit about all these lame ass boys, right? Which is like again. <laughs> Good for you, sis. Fuck it up. Oh, but like at the same time, she's being destructive to come for something that is. uh, It's like, it's 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 really fascinating. It's also exciting to see just like the length she will go to get what she wants, um, which is the quality that is constantly revered in men and looked down upon in women, and, um. Even you can question her and you'd be like, "Oh, why are you doing that?" and view her as a complex. But not once do you, at least for me, not once did I ever go, "I don't like you," or like, "You're no, upsetting sure. me for doing this." Like, I am oh, always see, like, "I'm the contrary. I'm the contrary. Really? I hate yeah, everybody that's... in the show." Uh, <laughs> okay. I well, think, as long I as think you hate everybody, though, I think, <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. That, that, it's the same as what you're saying, but also the opposite in that, like. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I do, I do think that, I do think that she's a selfish asshole. But Geralt wishes that he doesn't lose her, and that's selfish as fuck. And like everybody Absolutely. in this universe does really, really selfish shit, and like it makes everybody puts everyone on a level playing field, well, and it goes all the way back selfish? to the first episode. Yes, absolutely. Why he, he saved literally, life? he literally wished to something that had power over fate that she be unable to escape him. That's selfish as fuck. But that's like a motivation. What was his motivation, though? It, doesn't it can matter, be both. Because that's like a, that's like it a can genie be both asking, at the same time. That's like a, that's the reason why genies say I can't make somebody love you because it's controlling somebody else, not you. So when he says I don't want to lose her, she can no longer escape Geralt, despite whether or not she wants to. So that's why she gets pissed. He takes her control away from her because he's selfish and doesn't want to lose her. Like yes, that may be. It, romantic in a way he wants no part of it but he made that he's wish a, he's before a, he had he made that wish before he had any reason to not want to lose her they sure, weren't so he made so he made that wish without finding out if he wanted to keep her no he I, I interpreted it very explicitly as he made that wish because if he hadn't wished for specifically that the jinn would have killed her he found a loophole because that if is, he had mm-hmm. to be with him then the jinn couldn't have killed her because then he, because the jinn would therefore have to leave her alive, so he had to make a wish that involved connecting her to him. So I view it viewed it as him, who we know he doesn't like being with people, and <laughs> after that he starts having this strong relationship to her. After that they boink it down. Like 
it's, yeah. <laughs> it's a strange like term because you we've seen him like sleeping with people, but it's been like a financial agreement. It's been like it's been with like prostitutes, which is like we love to see it. It's great, awesome, yeah. and it's not portrayed in a negative <laughs> way. But this is the first time where we see him go like I have a relationship with a person. Yeah. Right, and the last time we saw him, like, express this kind of affection for someone was Renfrey, and then she horribly died because of the interaction between the two right, of them, so right? so to me, that says that he's even less likely to have wanted to do that out of a selfish reason of, I want to be with this person, because mm-hmm. he knows that that hurts, right? Even if yeah. he doesn't plan it. To me, I viewed it as he logistically went, this is the only way to save this person, and she is far too valuable to whatever's happening in the world. For us to lose her. She's far too powerful. We cannot lose this mage. Um, so how do you explain her immediate anger at finding out he's done that? Because, because her you? is you <laughs> her interpretation her... is perfectly valid. I, so what I'm saying is I'm saying, saying. <laughs> no, no, I agree. I, I'm just pointing out the nuance of intention, right? Mm. Which is why it's which is why this is such an amazing moment. It's like, okay, he did something that she didn't like because it took power away from her. You know, and we could very easily be like, oh, that was selfish of him. But then to also say, but in the same time, is it's she's got two things she she could come to the understanding of. One, she's alive because of him. Simultaneously, she lost a bit of her own control because of him. So it's a double-edged sword, which is another theme that they play with for this entire episode. So, like, it's... Re- it's yeah, but it's also she didn't get what fight. she wanted. And, but also she didn't get what she wanted. But he got what well, he wanted. she's alive. So she can still want things. No, that's a good point. Yeah, but she can't. She, but she doesn't have the chance to get what she was trying to get, which is everything. She couldn't have she done that if she was dead. Anyway. <laughs> I think. That, I think that. I think that was the, her point, though. She was like, "I want it all, or I don't want anything." And he yeah, was like, "No." That's true. No, that is a very valid point as well. It's like, yeah, like I don't want to go too dark, but the idea of basically like who gets to make the decisions of what you do with your life for you, like. Yeah, and Geralt chose that she has to live without what she wants, but because he wants her around. Yeah, I think my my interpretation interpretation would be, and I think this is kind of what I'm. I guess I'm. I'm gonna middle ground between the two of you is that I think it is both. You fucking and the. I'm sorry, I'm a centrist (laughs) bitch. Um, I'm a I'm a fucking white moderate. Um, that um. That and it's something that it was my read already, and then I just read the short story today before logging on, and it's something the short story makes clear is that it is both. It is yes, this is the loophole to get out of this situation where this Jin is definitely going to kill her if if he does not intervene with his final wish, and it is also wow, this person's really hot. And I would like to, I would like to be around them more than I, I like most think, people. I don't think it was. I do not think it was a personal attraction. I genuinely believe it had more to do with a respect for her power. Watch the next and, couple episodes. Geralt is absolutely obsessed with Yennefer. Well, yeah, because he made a wish that they were fucking soulmates, so it affected him too. It's both. I'm telling y'all right now. It is both, and not just because of like the this short the story. Content- it can be, <laughs> it can the be most both. This fight we've had since the barbecue sauce debacle. Right, exactly. <laughs> since the great ketchup <laughs> fight of of twenty twenty. Um, <laughs> since you tried to say ketchup is bullshit right off the fucking cuff. Yo, I will <laughs> fight. I will fight you. <laughs> we'll find where you live. I will fly to the Midwest. <laughs> I will mail you some fucking ketchup. <laughs> 
Jace, let's be honest. If I get you to fly to the Midwest, I've already won. That's show enough. Show enough. <laughs> what? This place sucks. This yeah. place sucks. If you come here, I, I win. Because <laughs> you're here now. I got you. It doesn't matter if I beat you on Mustafar. You've come to Mustafar, so you've already lost. Um, that's some uh, Star Wars horseshit for you. Uh, anyway, we're primarily talking about uh, Season 1, Episode 5, Bottled Appetites. And this is a baby. Hello, baby. baby. <laughs> Fresh baby. baby. Just a precious little babe. Just a little yes. nugget. Um, and, They're both uh, precious babes. Yeah, this episode is directed by <laughs> Charlotte Bronstrom uh, and written by Sneha Kurs. Uh, in this episode, uh, Geralt and Yaskier come afoul of a gin because Geralt very badly wants a nap. Um, and in order to <laughs> cure uh, what appears to be a curse but turns out to be a wish on Yaskier, uh, they uh, run into... Yennefer of Vengeberg, who's having a really crazy mind control, eyes wide shut orgy uh, that is not in the book. <laughs> they added that for the show. Uh, and uh, at the same time, we get kind of a, oh, what's oh what's Yennefer been up to uh, leading up to this reveal? They're trying to like steer you away by like, look over here, look over here. So that it's very obvious, like, and then it turns out to be Yennefer that he runs into, uh, again, at a mind control, eyes wide shut orgy. Uh, Yennefer's going around, she's giving guys boners with magic. Uh, it's really cool stuff. Um, and uh, Yennefer like of, a bit Yennefer of Viagra Bird. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, and then, you know, they take a bath together. Uh, it's a bisexual delight. <laughs> it's a fucking... It's fabulous. Uh, to buffet yeah uh anyway it's very good it's very good and like the fact that we get to the the show is unabashedly letting you google everyone is very nice i have this beef with a lot of video games and just western media in that like i talked about this i might have talked about this to amanda recently but i definitely talked about it to a couple people like assassin's creed has this warning in the beginning when you get started that's like you can turn off nudity if you want and nudity could contain women's breasts etc it stops there and i played 115 hours of that game and the only thing in the game is boobs i did not see a peen more peens more dicks more dicks in media it's like they 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 exist in equal quantities. So like, why don't we have all of it? And so for like every Hollywood boob I see, this... there should be a ball. It's equality. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like Hollywood has this thing that objectifies women by saying like nudity is boobs, but a penis makes it too much. And I too nudity. It. I fucking hate it. And so like Caleb, it's because it's gay. <laughs> <laughs> We are in a homophobic uh, society. Uh, oh, you're telling me that that, that that like Thor couldn't accidentally hang brain and people wouldn't be like, oh my god, oh my no, god. Fuck, I, I we I wouldn't let my wife want that. that. I wouldn't let my wife watch that. Movie. <laughs> <laughs> I know like, who's on her hall pass list. No, but there's definitely some people that are insecure <laughs> that would lose their fucking shit. They would go mental. That doesn't make a good excuse. You, what no, you're saying I, is correct. Okay, make you genuinely think me saying "but it's gay" is me being serious about it as a good excuse? Yes, everything <laughs> you say is 100 percent serious, which is why we almost got in a blood fight before catching. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I am 
infamously serious all the time. <laughs> Siri is what's Siri up to right now? But uh, but nothing, fucking nothing. Yeah. Uh, no, in this episode, she actually does something. It's um, true. They spend one of the episodes with her of her being like she goes into the forest and then she's like and she leaves the forest and then then something actually. Yeah. Uh, oh, this great plot line where nothing happens. But again, unlike. Game of Thrones, where we spend, like, seasons and seasons of nothing happening. We get, like, three episodes of nothing happening, and it's the D story, so it's fine. Y'all keep saying nothing happens, but the shapeshifter comes into play. No, but that's when something does happen. We've gone two episodes of her being like, oh, I'm in this, like, forest community, and I learn little bits about this community, and then Mousik shows up, and she's like, I'm dipping, peace, y'all, and then she leaves. (laughs) <laughs> and nobody, Later. nobody feels and nobody expresses any sadness about Mausik getting unceremoniously killed before we get I don't to think find he out did. Anything. I don't, don't think, think so? he did. Nah, I don't he think so. Stabbed in the, didn't he get stabbed in like the heart or something? No, yeah, he's he a wizard. He's definitely dead. That the the uh All the I'm Doppler saying is that he's in Witcher 3 the video and game. Slowly <laughs> inserted it through his sternum. There's Here's no the way. Thing, Here's the thing though, Jace. Mm. When he got Siri out of the castle. He went and did something and said, I'll be back. And never came back. And we have no fucking clue what he went and did. So Mossick's not done. We'll see him again. I just don't know if it's going to be flashbacks or if he went and did something and made a copy of himself or some wild magic shit. But he disappears in like the first episode when shit goes down. And he's like, I'll be back. And then doesn't show up again until he gets shapeshifted. So like, what did he do? So and what did he do? So important. And also, so, like, he's we'll in <laughs> he's in Witcher Three, the video game, <laughs> which again takes place a long time after this. So I think he's still kicking, um, unless they made that change to like the lore. Unless they're they like, no, we're him. killing him. He's too pretty. Yeah, I want to keep him. He's, keep he's him. a pretty guy. He's a pretty guy. He's a good looking yeah. man. Um, I'd like to, to him get some fucking hot wings with that guy, Mark Marin. <laughs> Mark Marin. <laughs> Whoa, but like dead ass though. Right though? Like I'm not joking. No, I'm kind that, of that's that, that same brand of daddy hot. Like you're like, yes, yeah. into Yeah, daddy I'm kind of upset too. how hot <laughs> right. he is as Sam Sylvia on Glow. Like I'm kind of upset about it in a Dude, way. I yeah, it's upsetting. I'm I like it's his voice. Why is too. he it's his voice too? Glow is so <laughs> it's his voice too. Like it's it's his beard, it's his glasses, and it's his voice. Like those things connected, I'm like, I hope I grow up to be like that someday. Absolutely, I believe it. Yeah, you, yeah. Mousik and Mousik and, <laughs> and fucking uh, I already forgot his name. Um, Sam Sylvia on Glow. Yes, the the I want I want both of them to hang out with me and smoke cigars on my lakeside cabin. <laughs> I yeah. could see that happening. I want to fucking take them both out to Buffalo Wild Wings. I want to. I want to split oh the fucking hot wings. <laughs> the bar is so low that we not show up to that date. <laughs> they go Buffalo Wild Wings. Okay, great. See you. No, never. Uh, but I'm like, I have a gift card. Uh, anyway. <laughs> Um, so I, for Buffalo Wild Wings, for Buffalo Wild Wings $50. That's like also three wings for everyone. Also, complete non sequitur. I listened to a WTF episode with Mark Marin, of course, and Mandy course. Patinkin. And, like, wow. again, if there's people that check those boxes, those two. Ha-cha-cha. Mandy Patinkin is amazing. Patinkin. What a wild dude. What a wild. What a career. <laughs> Love, what a fucking career. What, love that dude, wild dude. If you, if you like either of them, or both of them together, 
listen to that episode. It is the most wildly entertaining Jewish shit I've ever listened to in my life. Right. It's the so only great. the only so episode great. of WTF that out Jewish is that one is the one with Seth Rogen where they talk about Israel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, but yeah, Mandy Patinkin, what a wild dude. What a fucking wild ass career on criminal minds, left criminal minds, wild guy. Uh, we, we love, we, 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 we love a legend like Mandy Patinkin. Um, but this, uh, gin episode, bottled appetites, uh, it, it struck me along the first time. I did not see the switcheroo, uh, that Geralt was actually the one with the wishes coming. They bamboozled me. They, yeah, that they did me the, too. They did the look over here, look over here, look over here, and then you didn't notice when they fucking punched you with their left hand. <laughs> it's um, yeah, it's a they did this show's very good at that like simple misdirection stuff. Um, and the next episode, uh, Jace, that you're going to watch is the greatest piece of misdirection the show will probably ever pull off. Um, it's absolutely buck fucking wild. Episode seven. Um, episode seven. The next one is like the biggest like look over here, look over here, <laughs> hey hey. Um, absolutely buck fucking wild. Uh, and, uh, it's very, it's very exciting stuff, but I like this. I love that we have fucking Yennefer and Geralt together. They have fucking mm-hmm. good chemistry. They take it's a steamy. sexy bath together. Uh, it so yeah. exists in a really nice sweet spot where everybody's over expectant of like big switcheroos so that mm-hmm. small switcheroos can fly completely unnoticed under the radar because like it's been a thing since fucking M. Night Shyamalan did it <clears throat> in Sixth Sense. Like, Everyone was waiting for the the twist. What's the twist? And it's become uh-huh. a noun at this point, and I fucking hate it. A proper noun, even. And like shows what or movies that this the twists. Oh, like right. M. Night sure. Shyamalan commoditized twisting people with misdirection in a way that, like, re- I think really self sabotaged movies for like a decade <laughs> or two. And then now we're getting into the like, oh, TV's cool. And if we do big twists in TV, it kind of fucking sucks because you just watch 10 hours of shit for no reason. So we have to do subtle twists and mix them in. And so, like, the art of slight misdirection, like sleight of hand almost, is becoming more, uh, it's more, you know, proliferate. And Do you know the only... I am telling you, you need to watch Steven Universe. Oh, my God. Broken. (laughs) Take a shot, everyone. Take a shot. (laughs) <laughs> no, but seriously, I will keep saying it until you do it. <laughs> One day. Um, I The only show that I can think of that pulled off a massive twist that was, like, fucking satisfying and I didn't feel like I had wasted my time because the show was good before the twist. The Good Place. Was The Good Place, exactly. <laughs> was the fucking first season of The Good oh. Place where they, they got me. They fucking got me. They Those got, bastards. I remember fully just gooped like jaw on the ground rewatched yeah. all of it with a new lens and it took oh, on it's such the, a meaning it's the laugh that nails it too because like there's the Ted. realization and then they're like Ted Ted this new show called Mr. Mayor have y'all seen any of that so far uh, I've seen the no, first no, two no. episodes it's, it's him and bad. Holly Hunter it's pretty good it's, it's the new uh, Tina Fey, Robert Carlock show. Yeah. Uh, who are, you know, problematic faves, but I'll check out whatever show they put their name sure. on. Um, and especially if you give me fucking Bobby Ted Moynihan Danson and is, Holly uh, Hunter. Right. And and Bobby Moynihan and um, what's her uh, what's face her from name? Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Crazy Ex-Girlfriend uh, and from She Red Princesses of Power. I love her and I can't believe I can't remember her name. Vela Lavelle. It's something, it's something very close to that. Uh, as if I don't have a laptop at my fingertips. Right. Uh, there's no way we will ever find this information. There's no way to know. 
Uh, it's Velma <laughs> Lavelle. I got it. Uh, right. I, I don't think I've ever seen Bobby Moynihan. Not to go too far off topic, uh, but I don't think I've seen Bobby Moynihan in like a serial style TV show in ever. The only time I can think of is the final season of Kimmy Schmidt. Uh, where he plays a significant recurring character. Um, but anyway, Mr. Mayor is good. Uh, Ted Danson is the king of TV. Uh, there's no greater legend in the history of television than Ted Danson. Fucking Cheers. <laughs> fucking Becker. Fucking Damages. Fucking The Good Place. Now Mr. Mayor. Uh, he's a king. He's the king. We love Ted Silver Danson. Fox. Silver, Silver Fox. Silver Fox. Hot as hell. Married to St- mm-hmm. Mary Steenburgen. Hell yeah. Who teaches him guitar in The Good Place. Rules. Awesome. Um, the only two people uh, that I can think of that rival Ted Danson in the history of TV acting are mm-hmm. uh, his co-star, Kristen Bell, mm-hmm. uh, who has killed endless shows. And then also yeah, Alison Brie, <laughs> uh, sure. who, yeah. uh, again, has done so much community, Mad Men, Glow, Bojack. Do I need to list any other examples? That, nope. As far uh, as track record, that's fucking amazing. It's absolutely stellar. Uh, it's unbelievable the track record that all of those three people have had, as far as like. And it's not like huge a TV track record like someone like Brian Dennehy had before he sure. passed last year. That's like guest starring in every cop show you've ever watched. Right, he's been on every life. show of all time. Yeah, it's not like that, which is in itself a very, very good and 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 laudable body of work. Instead, it's these people command the screen every time they're on TV, and it's incredible. James Spader needs one more show for, to be on that list, I think. Yeah, because he had Boston Legal. Um, yeah, Boston Legal. He had Blacklist, Stargate. He had Blacklist. Stargate. Is he on the Stargate TV show? I thought he was just in the film. He might just be in the movie. You're right. You're uh, right. Anyway, uh, but still, not... he needs he needs one or still. two more to have to have the the clout to be on that list. But he's up there. Yeah. You know, he's that, that's a fucking good. <laughs> it's a good run. Yeah. Uh, anyway, we, his, we ult- his Ultron's incredible. Anyway, we won. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Ultron rules. Uh, good movie, underrated movie. Uh, brings you the characters of One Division. Underrated movie. Um, anyway, <laughs> uh, uh, let's. Okay, uh, do we feel like we've covered this one? On to the next. Um, yeah. Season one, episode six, Rare Species. Uh, again, directed by Charlotte Brandstrom and written by Haley Hall. Uh, A hunting party is gathered by one of the supporting characters of Hot Fuzz uh, to go and kill (laughs) a a dragon that is menacing the hills. Uh, It turns out, actually, that the dragon was just gathering all the dragon killers in one place so that Geralt (laughs) could kill them all. Um, Good plan. Uh, This this was the episode that actually made the... uh, diversity element of this show stick out to me because you have two yeah. mostly mute twin black like forget i don't know if this is a horrible term quote unquote nubian warriors you know what i mean like you have mm-hmm. um uh, and in any other show like if that had showed up on game of thrones i'd be like you racist fucks <laughs> you absolute <laughs> bastards uh because like game of thrones is very much like oh look S- spain the country <laughs> but a fantasy version uh, but, um, this show has enough Even Walking other... Dead stayed away from it. What'd you say? Even Walking Dead stayed away from it. Pretty much. Like, like Michonne, you know. like Michonne canonically in the comics carries her two brothers with her on chains and they were like, not a good look. Not no, a good fucking can't. look. And they left <laughs> no. completely. 
uh, can't do that. And I'm very happy for uh, Danai Guerrero that she did not have to, <laughs> she did not have to put up with that. Um, Can you imagine a chained black man no, in bad. the South in a zombie bad. show? <laughs> no. Oh. No. <laughs> uh, Thank God so they, Frank Darabont, who's problematic as fuck, made that decision. Right. Uh, yeah, Frank Darabont, fucking Green Mile himself. So there's <laughs> there's some uh, <laughs> some interesting territory to discuss there. Uh, so he but, obviously didn't make that decision. Someone else did. <laughs> I mean, you know, so, well, he wasn't working on the show at that point. Because uh, Frank Darabont is only on like the first season and a half of The Walking Dead. Oh, that's right. And the um, song's like season three. Good call. Yeah, exactly. So she's not she's not even on there. But anyway, that's The Walking Dead, a bad show. We're talking about The Witcher, a good show. <laughs> um, and, uh, and anyway, in another show where like these were the only black characters, this would be like ridiculously offensive. But they're also as, like, not the only black characters. Even on this crew like exactly like on and that the the diversity element of this show stands out because like okay we have a lot of other like more well-rounded more interesting characters of color so this is not the only emblem yeah the only black black representation wasn't (laughs) two nubian hunters (laughs) they were just extras (laughs) exactly uh they were cool sidekicks to the dragon and they can be cool sidekicks to a dragon if you have other characters to represent non-white people on this show which the show has a surprising number of um and uh, that's that's just all i wanted to to say take that from a lily white irish german (laughs) kraut mick uh commenting on race in television (laughs) it's all you've got the mudblood over here agreeing with you so Oh my goodness! Oh, oh my, my goodness! Mudblood. Yeah, let's bring let's bring J.K. Rowling into this, shall we? No, let's not. <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't, that wasn't my point. It's just no, what came to I, mind. It was it was a no, Caleb. It was it was a funny reference. I look. I'm not going to deny the fact that there was a cultural stronghold that Harry Potter as a universe has over content. Yeah, but like you yeah. know, it's it's there. We can't fucking deny it. Let's just you know, uh, it's it's it's. yeah it's the same way that like joss whedon and dan Harmon are very important to like my understanding of storytelling and culture and are very like their work is very personally important to me however they both suck ass (laughs) they both (laughs) fucking suck uh and that and we must acknowledge that as part of this yeah. growing up they've taught me a lot about how to be a human in a bad way <laughs> they've taught me a lot i liked walking phoenix and yeah i walked i liked walking phoenix and gladiator he wasn't a good person though right exactly <laughs> um uh yeah i admire the works of walking phoenix's emperor character in gladiator <laughs> but i think this episode is fine this is what i want on a fucking fantasy television show it's like we're gonna get a hunting party together and we're gonna kill a dragon but the dragon is actually a talking <laughs> british man uh and and yeah, I, I, if that was that was an exciting twist um it 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 like it 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 showed its cards just enough to make it like could they do this oh my god they did right. it was wearing like, a fucking like dragon skin <laughs> vest right, they yeah. call him, they, they call him the second time and you're like <laughs> And they yeah. call him the most beautiful, you know, he said, this is, then there's golden dragons and he's like, there's, they're just a myth. And he just kind of smirks. And at this one point I was like, he knows something. I was like, I wonder, you know, if, is he a dragon? <laughs> I think I is had this that. this guy a fucking I, but I, dragon? I think for some reason still though, I like when he falls down the ravine, I was like, he's dead. 
Right. <laughs> so then sure. the the warriors showing up later on, I was like, what? Whoa. And then he comes down as the dragon. I was like, oh yeah, for sure. Oh, okay. that yeah. Well, also, also his dragon. detail, his detail was a little bit of a herring because like this dude is guarded by these people and you're like, this, this guy either travels a lot or there's something he's not explaining. And both things could have been true at the at any point in the episode right. until the reveal. So you're like, oh yeah. Okay. It makes sense. Yeah. Um, it was nice. Yeah. It was a nice, fun little little. I love that the hunting party is full of every medieval stereotype. Yep, you have like the like... noble Arthurian knight who sucks. I love him. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you have the like I love that brutish. That I'm gonna like, beat up could, everyone. If we fed him, he would have gone away. And then they're yeah, like, "No, it's probably like... shouldn't eat that thing." And he's like, "I'm gonna. You never waste to kill." And then he <laughs> dies while shitting. Fucking hilarious. Yeah, yeah. and it's it's great because you get like the like white privilege with like the learned people at the same time and they're yeah. like don't do that and he's like but i must i have yeah. been in, in any other me. show he'd be in any other show in any other book he'd be the main character but in right. this franchise he shits himself to death he's a, he's <laughs> a fucking red shirt yeah exactly he he's like the first guy to die in this yeah. universe which rules <laughs> Uh, love it. It makes love sense because it. he's the most, he's the thumb that sticks out the worst in this universe. It, everyone's exactly. dirty and awful and he's like, I'm going to be good. And everyone's like, no, you're fucking Nah, not. dog. <laughs> nah, nah, nah. Get out of here good with your at, bullshit. Good at dying. Bye. Bye. And I love that, like, the dwarves get to live at the end after they kill everybody else. Like, they just show up and the dragon's like, eh, take these teeth. Have fun. And they're like, all right, sounds good. I know a good deal when I fucking see it. I see all these dead bodies. I know when I'm getting a good deal. (laughs) It's so great. They're like, um, so we're late. And Dragon's like, you're going to die. He's like, oh, we missed all the fun. He's like, trust me, you didn't want to be part of this. You didn't want in on this. Uh, All good. Also, I love Uh, that the dragon, like, sets them up. Like, it's not just, like, leave. It's like, Cool, you got me. Here's some tea. Go tell people you got me. And they're like, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Free drinks for life. I killed the dragon. Sounds good to me. Uh, yeah, I love that. I love that fucking Yaskier sleeps through the whole thing. Uh, good bit. Um, very Bilbo yeah. Baggins of him. Yeah, very Bilbo Baggins. I love, I, man, I really love Geralt and Yennefer in this episode. Uh, Can I get that, like, one short episode? Sorry, I'm going to interrupt you real quick because I want to keep the, talking about the dwarves for a second. Can I get yeah, one cool. short episode that's like a Rosencrantz and Guildenstern, <laughs> just the dwarves <laughs> heading back home, figuring I out what love... the, just figuring out what the story is they're going to tell people because they didn't so actually bad. kill a dragon. But like, just, how did you get the teeth out of it? Like, exactly, it just like the two of them drinking all the way home, trying to make up a story. And then yeah. telling the story when they get there. I want that. I'll write I would that. watch. I would watch the shit out of that for sure. Hundred percent. Right, I on. hope you that like this show gets the but budget also, to like do also, bullshit like that. I love yeah. that. But also going back to uh, Geralt and Yennefer, um, a lot of the stuff we talked about earlier actually happens now, right? Exactly. It's reflective of that. But yeah, yeah, the big yeah. idea is the lines in question. They're all right there, mm-hmm. um, and it's and like. It, Cool. It feels like a good conversation between the two of them. It's a little, the, like, one wonky thing is that he just drops the, like, child surprise line in the middle of all this, which feels a little bit, like, 
like that, <laughs> we need like a in the point. <laughs> like in the Glee Christmas episode of Community, where the dean is like, and I to think I let him pilot that magic carpet in my dream I had last night. I'm like, too much, too much. You, no one would lay out that much information all at once on accident. Um, it's just like a dad too much, but like whatever, it gets us to a good. I will chalk place. it up to the fact that he was equally affected by his final wish. Yeah, exactly. Like he he can't resist Jennifer. He wants to tell her. His his secret. He goes like on to that. say, "I've said more to you in five minutes than I've said in the past two weeks, or whatever that exactly. line is." It's, and that, and they they brush it's that a nice away little uh, like acknowledgement of what what bizarre the na- the bizarre nature of what we've just witnessed. Yeah, yeah, and I love that there's this implication that they've met at least once between the Jin and now that we don't see. Like I I love that implication that like time has passed. There are stories that. You mm-hmm. are not going to get, but they just add texture to this larger show, to this larger world. And that is a, that's a brave storytelling choice. Because the natural yeah. inclination would be to show us everything. And yeah, to the, withhold the, the inclination things. is show, don't tell most times. Exactly. But yeah. to, and they do like the, uh, I think it's like really well shot that they like show us kind of the last uh, bedding between the two of them. And then that's then visually reflected when they spend the night together in her massive tent, um, like all of that is very good and like is a good piece of storytelling that like these two, this is not the second time they're running into each other. It's at least the third. And this, Mm -hmm. we just keep bouncing off of each other in this way. Um, And that, that builds us up so nicely to that moment where she's like, how am I supposed to know if I actually like you? Because you did a fucking genie trick on me. And I'm very upset about that, justifiably. But also, yes, I do understand where you're coming from. Uh, you know, you did save my life. Anyway, it's it's a it's a good it's a good bit. It's a good moment. Yeah. yeah. I don't know, good show it's, it's, that we're watching. Yeah, it's, I, it's, it's, I am it's, it's a good show. I enjoy it. It's I am solid. Yeah, uh, we decided to uh, talk about it for four weeks. It's a pretty good show. Yeah. We're really just talking about this because you really don't want to talk about season four of Community, but that's fine. Uh, well, it was a nice reprieve. <laughs> it was. A, I love when funny. I get people that like loud laugh. <laughs> Caught Jake's completely unaware. Did, I mean, like that's a good one. That's a good don't get me wrong; that's not going to be like the most pleasant seven weeks of my entire life. Uh, <laughs> but but also, like, we did want to talk about that. Like, we've been talking about this for for yeah months of like. We should do this yeah. as like a reprieve. How else would you have gotten me to watch The Witcher? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Like that's sometimes I'm like, do I need to start a fucking podcast about Twin Peaks so that I finally just like watch t- Twin Peaks? <laughs> like is that <laughs> is that what I have to do? <laughs> because okay. Yeah. Uh that might that might very well be it. Um but these are these are good. <clears throat> this is a good show. These are good episodes. I like them a lot. This Some show the... feels a lot like one of those like sorry, I cut you off. Go on. No, I was about to say some of the, like, the dragon CGI is, like, fine. It's fine. (laughs) But it's, like, it's used sparingly, so it's not, it's not, the the little animal guy that they find in the bush, he looks okay. He looks fine. Mm -hmm. But they do okay when they do visual effects, like, CGI on this show. They do okay. Yeah, and, like, of the the dragons I've seen that, like, are uggos that make me go, who fucking drew this? It's, this is not one of them. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. there's play play Dragon's Dogma, a game that's a dragon that's central to the game, um, and that dragon design designed by Capcom, which you'd think 
They would know how to make a dragon. They would look know cool. how to make a dragon look good. This dragon is the fucking worst thing I've ever seen in my life. Um, <laughs> it's so bad. Every time it's on screen, I'm like, "But why? Why did you do it so bad?" This is the one um, you picked. <laughs> this dragon. But, uh, what I was gonna say is that this show. Um, it's not a phenomenon that happens a lot, which is kind of why it is a thing for me, at least. Uh, this show fits firmly into the place of like. You ever like hit play on a game that you got or that like someone gave you or that if you have like a subscription service like Game Pass is on Game Pass and you downloaded it because someone said do it and you hit play and you're like, oh, I'm going to like this. And then like 10 hours in, you're like, why does this fucking slap so so well? Mm-hmm. Um, sure. Like there was one that came out in, the, in December of 2019 called Mutant Year Zero that was this like XCOM style game with a talking boar and a talking duck. They were walking around in like leather in a wasteland shooting things. And it was like, this is going to be fucking stupid. And 20 hours in, I was like, this is one of my favorite games of this year. What the fuck? <laughs> um, this is dope as hell. Yeah. Borman and Ducks. Like who the fuck thought I would have liked those two guys? And I loved them. Uh, Witcher feels like that. And it's not 100% a parallel because I did go into it with expectations. But I also went into it knowing full well that every other representation of video games in any other media, given this is very much the books, not the games, still, still. all of those representations that exist largely kind of fucking blow. And so like, <laughs> I went, <laughs> I went into, like, I like the Assassin's Creed movie, but it has nothing to do with Assassin's Creed. Yeesh. I like the Prince of Persia, but Jake Gyllenhaal's not Persian. Um, and it's not a Prince of Persia movie. Of Persia. Jake Gyllenhaal. Gyllenhaal. (laughs) Um, Just to make this entire podcast come full circle. Uh, 2010 was a different time. It was, it was. But like this show was very much one of those like Netflix is clearly playing this up like it's their Game of Thrones, Mm -hmm. which is a long ball to fucking call. And then a couple episodes in, I was like, oh shit, this might actually hit that mark for me and then four episodes in i was like this might be my favorite show and then six episodes in i was like yeah no this is this is fucking great so um yeah i don't know i don't know what my point was but but to bring up that like (laughs) witcher like my first viewing of community was one of those like everyone said watch this everyone's talking about it oh shit it's actually good um (laughs) which is nice it's always nice when you're kind of expecting a a dumper that turns out to be a slam dunk no, yeah, a lot of the shows people recommend to me, I hate a lot. And so, like, that this show is not bad and, in fact, good, I think is awesome. I love that this show is good. Like, that, I, that I'm that i willingly watching it for, like, a second time and just, like, enjoying the hell out of it. Yeah. Um, that, like, I don't know, this show is very fucking good. And I understand why Netflix, like, saw this show, saw the viewer reaction to this show, and they're like, okay, we're doing a prequel. We're doing an animated movie. We're doing another season. Like, I, I feel like <laughs> this this will be the Netflix original, like, one of the few Netflix originals that gets more than, like, two seasons. Like, this this one right. might go on for a little bit. Um, right. I'm glad that fucking Henry has a role that he can sink his teeth into. Because my man has been struggling. Uh, I, yeah, I, if only people would have faith in Superman. Yeah, uh... God damn, those are bad. And I will watch the cider cut. 
don't get me wrong, I won't like it, but I hey man, will Snyder watch House it. Rules. Snyder, Snyder House, House Rules. Uh, speaking of uh, no babies, uh, Snyder House Rules. Um, <laughs> that's Who's that joke for? <laughs> somebody. Surely fucking, somebody. Uh, somebody out there. I understand it even a little bit. Uh, Snyder House Rules is a book and a movie. The movie uh, has Michael Caine and Tobey Maguire and uh, Paul Rudd. Uh, and anyway, they're at a uh, cider orchard, but also Michael Caine is a doctor that gives abortions. <laughs> and um, uh, anyway, <laughs> interesting movie. Um, now you know a little bit more about Cider House Rules. Yes. Now I know. Not Thank nearly you so much. enough. Not yeah. nearly enough. But you kings of New England. <laughs> anyway. Michael Caine, what a gift. I want to see him yeah. in this show somehow. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> tasty yes. i like yes. it. uh yeah anyway who do we want to see show up on, on the witcher i'm gonna stand by mark uh hamill as vesemir i know they already cast vesemir and it's not mark hamill but still i'm sure whoever they got is good this show's casting department seems to be good but yeah mark hamill would fucking slay that part we all know we've yeah. seen the last jedi we've been no we've been known that oh god he's so good he's so good He's very, he's very good. Um, also, his Joker's great, and you know, I'm playing through the Arkham games, and yeah, it's uh, fire, it's fire. Are you guys playing Night at this point? I am. Yeah, just downloaded it. Uh, I Kevin has played the prequel uh, DLC. I have not played any of it just yet. Cool. The prequel DLC is short. It's like two hours per character. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I, I mostly just want to be uh, Harley Quinn and beat the shit out of some cops. That sounds fun. Yeah, it rules. <laughs> oh my god, it's very I fun heard, to do. <laughs> I heard a, I heard a, a, co- a, not a cover, a parody of WAP, but instead of the original lyrics, it was "White Ass Privilege." And Whoa. let me tell you, <laughs> I when, like I, when, I, when I, when I, when I tell you, I gut laughed at the chorus. That was like, take a selfie with a cop. That's a white ass privilege. Don't get taser, don't get shot. That's a white ass privilege. Whoa! <laughs> yeah. Damn. Uh, Very made made my day on a Tuesday on a Tuesday. For sure, for sure. Anyway, this is diverted. I guess we're done talking about Witcher for the Yeah, day. anyway, I don't know. Put Danny Pooty on the show. <laughs> I think he'd be good. Uh oh, love a little Danny Pooty con- I think yeah. Danny Pooty would have to be a barback. Right? He has to be a bartender somewhere. Oh, I'd love him to be a fantasy bartender. Are you shitting me? I know. That's um, what, I wasn't saying that as a joke. Like That would that would be the perfect role for him. In this. I would love that. Of course. And Troy Barnes. Uh, Donald Glover could be another hunter on another hunt later. Sounds good. And he, but he's the one with the big tent. He's the one with the big tent with full of, full of ladies and men. Sure. I want John Goodman to play a monster on this show. Yeah, just make him a Cyclops. He's already done that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's done it in Oh Brother Arthur. Do exactly. make him fucking uh, Cyclops. What a fucking movie, dude. What a fucking movie. Dude, when I was like 30 minutes or 45 minutes into that movie and I realized that it was the Iliad, I was like, what the fuck? This is incredible. The Odyssey. Yeah. The Odyssey. Like, oh. Sorry, the Odyssey. Yeah. Man. Oh, Brother I was like, Arthur. wait, what? Man, the Coen brothers. Good at making fucking movies. <laughs> yeah, they're real good. They're you ever real just sit good. back? I watched um, uh, after helping uh, Jace's partner move all Sunday. I went home and I watched A Serious Man, 
uh, which is one of the lesser known Cohen efforts. It's the most Jewish movie I've ever seen in my entire life. Um, rules. <laughs> they, they make good movies. Is I don't it know more Jewish say. than an American or a, 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 what is Bible it? An American pickle? Oh, <laughs> I haven't seen an American pickle. Uh, so I guess there's possibility. Uh, that that what? One, this was uh, this a serious Rogan man is a, a Jewish immigrant. <laughs> yeah, uh, a serious man is American Jews. American pickle is European Jews, unless I am uh, wrong. I don't. I I don't know. I've okay. never heard of any. Really, a serious uh-huh. man? Maybe. Oh, is that on Netflix currently? It's usually on Netflix. Let me see. Jace, um, let me check for you, buddy. Thank you. I appreciate um, it. No, it's not currently, but I don't know if you want to borrow the my DVD copy of A Serious Man. <laughs> You're more than welcome to. Um, anyhow, uh, I don't know. We're done talking about The Fucking Witcher. Uh, good show. Good yeah. episodes of the show. I've had too much to drink. I had another podcast before this uh, where I talked to uh, Craig Kikowski, Officer Kikowski from TV's Community. Uh, no, you did He was... I did, uh, yes, I did. I co-hosted an interview. I did, too. I did, too, bitch. Uh, And he was fucking lovely. Uh, And that will come out sometime in, like, February. But I've just, I've had a little too many substances. Between, like, work being stressful and then two podcasts. I've just, I'm, 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 Kevin, drink some water and go to sleep, eh? Before before you leave, I gotta say one one more thing, because it's something I did this week. Yeah, we gotta do our things. I rolled, excuse me. I rolled the very long 20 minutes and fast forward credits of uh, Cyberpunk <clears throat> this week. And that wow. game is a very good Fallout game. But that is all it is. <laughs> and if anybody tells you it's going to change the world, they're full of shit. But if anyone tells you it's the worst game of all time, they're also full of shit. Yeah, you know no, what exactly. I mean? Exactly. Um, like, it's a game. Wait, when you say probably... rolled the credits, you mean you beat the story mode? Yep. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. I, I've I completed the main storyline. I'm learning story some terminology. And then when you're and then when you're done, you're a gamer. It, uh, <laughs> so, so Jace, I don't think you've experienced it much with the Batman games. I can't remember. But like some games will get to a point where you go to start a mission. It's like, are you sure? Because if you do this, the game's over. Yeah, the Batman it, like, doesn't have you, that. It, it doesn't uh, really have that. In those. But like Witcher does. Like a lot of games are like, okay, yeah. after you do this. Yeah, you're pretty so, much going to play the end of the game after that. <laughs> so, cyber, so Cyberpunk hits that point, and then it's like three hours from there, depending on which pa- which path you choose. Uh, and there's like seven fucking endings. I got the one I think is the best. Um, it's very good. And uh, and then the game kicks you back to the moment it asks, are you sure, and lets you run around and do shit still. Um, yeah, it's, it's good. It's good. It's completely serviceable. And like, it's a game that's got some problematic representations of Asian stereotypes and severely lacking in any representation of transgender characters, despite cyberpunk being ineffably based in transhumanism. Right. Um, yeah. Like you can't, they like I throw a trans flag up and they're like, we did it. And you're like, Oh, dude, I saw that flag. I saw dude. The worst part that flag is on the back of a truck of a character who's a side quest. You absolutely don't have to do. And who literally never brings it up. Um, so that's great. I saw it like the fourth race of four that you do with that character, and I was like, "Oh wait, oh wait!" Oh, are I didn't know that character was shit? trans. That's interesting. I don't know if they are. They've got the flag on the back of their truck. It's because the they do not fucking talk about it. Yeah, Claire, the bartender. Oh, they okay, don't talk great. about it. They don't talk about it at all. But the, they've got the flag on their truck. So cool. But yeah, the game is lacking in a couple of places, obviously. But like, there are some really good character moments that I. Like sat there and was like, "Damn, 
that's super good. Um, so yeah, I just wanted to share that for our listeners who were thinking about whether or not they should play this problematic game. Chances are the most problematic thing you'll see because the game doesn't really talk about anything is the fact that most of its Asian characters talk like you would have seen them in a movie filmed in the thirties. It's pretty, it's pretty ridiculous. Uh, there's one Asian guy who talks and just has an American accent. And I was like, the, you know the game does it bad when that guy talks and you go, oh, shit. Oh, <laughs> damn. <laughs> I was like, wait. Oh, fuck. Damn it. The game did. The game made me just yeah. stereotype oh my God. people. That's <laughs> <laughs> racist. <laughs> I love that that delivery is so specific and iconic that we can all just, like, recognize it on site. Um, but that's good. Yeah, I was, I, I'm still not super far. I haven't picked it up in a couple weeks, uh, just cause I've been like trying to read before like a bunch of games I want to play start coming out in like late February yeah. through the spring. Yeah. Um, but, uh, what I've played, I'm like, okay, so this is like about as good as like maybe a little better than fallout three better than fallout four, not as good as new Vegas. Like that's, no, exactly that's the vibe that exactly I'm getting. That. Because New it's Vegas like, is like, like exactly what almost, I want out of these games. It's like this game was almost New Vegas, but it had too little time to get it out. <laughs> yeah, so they ended up making uh, like Fallout Three, which is like, yeah, that's fine. Three point three point one, basically. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was gonna slow. <laughs> out I was of gonna 10. slow drip it. I was gonna slow drip it, and then because I was waiting for the next gen patch to come out in March, and then they were like, it's gonna come out late twenty twenty one, and I was like, fuck it, I'm playing this. Game. All right. <laughs> I'm not waiting until November to play it. And I wrapped it a couple days before Hitman 3 comes out tonight. So I'm very excited about it. Hitman 3. Don't know anything about that. He's a uh, Hitman. Hitman games are basically like, here's a, a sandbox full of people that are doing things that are on schedules. And you have to kill one, two, or three people and try and get away with it without anybody seeing you. And there's probably 12 ways to kill everybody. It's a murder playground, and I feel more at home there than anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Scary. It's very good. It's very good. But yeah, I'll talk about that, I'm sure, next week, because I'll play it a lot. Sounds great. Hell yeah. Anyway, yeah, we are going to wrap up, and I was like, let me talk about Cyberpunk for 10 minutes. No, that's no, good. We that's always good. talk about, like, shit that we're, like, maybe not even, like, recommends is the right word, but, like, I don't know. Here's here's something you might want to check out. Moderately there, uh, relevant audience. content. Right. Yeah, uh, and our podcast tries to talk about you know all of these things and we did talk about cyberpunk so yeah that makes sense yeah. i felt like we talked a lot about the witcher in this episode like pound yeah. for pound <laughs> more yeah. than we normally talk about whatever we actually show we're stayed pretty much about. on topic which was kind of surprising yeah yeah we were kind of for we didn't us, follow certainly. like episode to episode but like that's fine we just talk yeah. talk about a cool show called the witcher and next yeah, week good, good we're done with the first season and the only yeah. and, and so far the only again because he beat cyberpunk <laughs> he's back he's back at it yeah allegedly like summer of this year i mean ideally while henry was like resting up they were like filming non-henry things and editing the show so i think sometime this summer we're gonna get witcher season two which will be nice um, i think it'll be you don't think it'll be in the fall i think because they've filmed they've been filming for a while you know on and off between yeah. like injuries and covid outbreaks but like i think think they might be able to do it in oh, like the fuck. the summer Kev, you know what i just did i just forgot it's 2021 and i watched this show for the first time in the fall of 2019 i was like it yeah. just came out a few months ago yeah it came <laughs> out december 20th 2019 
Yeah. Jesus um, Christ. Yeah, no, yeah, this show could come out in the summer. Sorry. Been a minute. No, it's okay. You're good. Time is uh, a blur. And, it's blurs. Yeah, and they've already, like, released the promo image for, like, their Witcher anime movie, which, like, okay, sure, yeah. I'll fucking watch that. The Wolf, the wolf or something like that? <laughs> the something wolf. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I don't remember. Um, is it about the same guy that did Castlevania? I hope not. That guy sucks. <laughs> I what, hope really? not. That guy's a fucking creep. <laughs> oh, I didn't know that. The uh, which that very good. He's written yeah, some good comic books, but he's a fucking creep. <laughs> oh, no. So, all right. Yo, sorry. I need some sleep. I'm going to dip. Yeah. This oh, has been so much dip. fun. I'm yes. so excited to wrap this show up with y'all. Yes. Um, yes. Stay frosty, whatever that means. Why did my brain tell me to say that? I need sleep. You're Good night. playing too many video games. <laughs> Good night, love. Is that wait? Is that a video game thing? Stay it's frosty. A Call of Duty thing. Yeah. yeah. I have never Christ. played it. So, but yeah. you're a gamer now. It's just in your brain. No, oh, yeah, it's oh. an inherent gamer. Now. Oh no, it's in okay. your gamer blood. Well, gamer fuel. <laughs> I I have to go. <laughs> Bye, uh, y'all. Be you. safe over the next few days. For sure. Yes. Good night. Uh, yeah, anyway, this is Advanced Witcher Studies. Uh, <laughs> everyone's left. Good night. For the best, expect the worst. Some drink champagne, some die of thirst. No way of knowing which way it's going. Hope for the best, Splendid, then he died the day he planned to go and spend it shouting, Live while you're alive, no one will survive. Life is sorrow, here today and gone tomorrow. Live while you're alive, no one will survive. There's no guarantee, hope for the best. Expect the worst. Oh, God.